Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Monday, also known as the morning after. What's going on, Max? Uh, week one kind of almost done we do have two more games tonight to talk about to, to kind of close out week one right I yes mean, that's, that's, that'll be it week one in the books but uh lots of lots of things to talk about uh from yesterday i think we'll, we'll do a little bit of a nfl week one recap and uh then get into tonight's games yes and from death's door sex panther uh fighting the corona or something um my my uh, significant sex kitten talked me into going down to the casino in lawrenceburg indiana so you're getting sex panther live from hollywood casino in lawrenceburg still fighting this flu bug or whatever the hell i got but plenty to talk about i know uh max has a heart out so we'll keep this kind of tight what's going on richard well, I know Mike McCarthy from the Cowboys was supposed to spend his time off, uh, you know, studying the yeah. stats and understanding the uh, the metrics and all. But apparently, he didn't learn that you got to throw the ball at least three yards when you need three, not two. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the stats say about that. Well, he went for it on fourth down, which is pro football focus, right there, man. That's, yeah. Well, uh, the problem was not so much to play. I don't think it's just the throw was down in C.D. Lamb's knees, and he had to adjust to the ball, and it gave the defender a chance to make a play. So, put the ball out in front of him, he probably scores. There's no shame in being beaten by the better team, Rich. Probably not, but I'm not so sure that that's what happened. If we want to talk about the Rams, we can. Let's keep it here. I was getting flashbacks, Max. That team looked very familiar to a team I used to be quite familiar with. Yeah, no, honest, honestly, the the uh, the Rams last night resembled the Alex Smith Chiefs uh, from from a few years back before Mahomes went in there. And I think that's a good thing for them because I've always said that uh, Jared Goff is at best when he's being controlled like a, a video game. <laughs> when you got McVay just like Madden playing him out on the field, I think that's when he's most effective. I said it going into this game. I, I love the Rams defense, and I think the Rams defense is going to gel even more as the season moves on. Uh, and listen, man, like Zeke got his. I'm still got question marks over Dak. And uh, I think for the Cowboys, um, losing Vander Esch, uh, that, that's a big blow. So hopefully his collarbone injury isn't too severe there. But it was a fun game. I mean, I think there was some um, some sloppy play by the referees as well on both sides. So hopefully they get that adjusted <laughs> some point soon. <laughs> they didn't have a preseason to get even worse, I guess. Yeah. Rams uniforms, terrible. I just got to say it. Awesome. Terrible, man. Awesome. They fucked up the blue. They, oh, God. You had one of the that most was, like classic. I was okay with the helmets. I mean, in that center field logo, I didn't hate it. I mean, I know when it first came out, Max was like, Ugh, it's terrible. But those uniforms look like something out of a middle school program. <laughs> yes. Like, there's no yeah. outline around the number. I mean, it's just a fucking white uniform with blue lettering, blue. I think it was, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. God, Penn State and the Lions have better uniforms. They look like practice jerseys. It really did. It really did. And the Rams had one of the most classic, iconic, beautiful uniforms. 
Go back to the Dickerson ones. Come yes. on. Just, just, just go back to the Dickerson jerseys. Those are the best. Yeah. Man. Speaking of the best, Aaron Rodgers, is he back? Man. He, he's, he's on my fantasy team. Oh, he, I, he, I he screwed got... the pooch on that one, Max. I don't know if you saw my post. I had a choice between Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers, and I trusted the Vikings defense. I didn't trust Aaron. I'm winning. I'm going to win my matchup anyway, but God, you hate seeing that many points on the bench. Yeah, but who told you to take Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Some horse racing guy. <laughs> well, yeah, you shouldn't listen to him. Who also said I drafted Aaron Rodgers late in my draft because I, I thought that he'd probably put up some numbers. Of course, he's on my bench behind oh. Deshaun Watson. Oh. <laughs> but Watson, well, you did it too. Watson still had a good week, but I mean, it, it was a, it was 17 points I left on the bench. All right. Uh, Max, what are your takeaways? Just real quick. We also had a poll I want to get to in a second, but what was your takeaway from what, yesterday? Yeah, we hit on a couple of them. Uh, so just real quickly, I should have money on the Bears. Mm. I really should have money on the Bears. But but don't let Trubisky's good performance fool you. I do think the, the Lions defense is not that good. And look gassed. That, that was a, something that you mentioned in, in our NFL show. Defenses are going to get gassed in the fourth quarter. That I think that's exactly what happened. Is the Lions defense is bad to begin with? They were gassed, and Trubisky came out looking like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Cam. Cam, Bill was having fun out there with Cam. Mm. I think it's something new. It's something different, and I think the NFL has to look out. If if Cam can stay healthy, man, I, I think I think it's going to reinvigorate Belichick over there to say, hey, I can do this with, with, without Brady. Brady, not so good. That's not so good in his, his, his debut. So. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and we'll get to the poll, but I mean – Man, the Jaguars, are they going to major league it? I mean, are they, do they got a, a, a nude of a con ready that they're going to rip the clothes off of as, as the season goes on? Because Jaguars didn't look like that 1-15 I predicted them to be. So uh, th- those are my main takeaways. Yeah, Panther, you got any takeaways from yesterday? A uh, couple, yeah. The Jaguars and the Redskins or whatever their team name is going to be. Look, if these guys are going to battle for the first draft pick, the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, they're not doing a very good job. Like, I don't know if they, especially the Jags, I don't know if anybody got the memo. They're punting, throwing away the season. So, um, and, you know, there, there's several teams. I, I, I referenced before when we did the show that some teams are just who they are and, and we can't get away from them. Well, it looks like the Browns are still the Browns. Looks like maybe, I don't, I won't throw them under the bus yet, but it looks like the Cowboys could still be the Cowboys. Um, so, yeah. Those, those two really stuck out to me. And then Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I, I, I love this kid, and he played fantastic. And he's running around like he's Lamar Jackson. But I do have concerns about his tunnel vision because if he's going to throw the ball at DeAndre Hopkins 60% of the time, it's going to catch up to him. So, but I, I love that defense, and Max and I were right. You know, the, the 49ers, I feel like there's some regression there. Um, but I, I like the Cardinals a lot yesterday. Right. Rich, I think at five yeah. foot seven running around, <laughs> he's going to get hurt. There's no way that they can Kingsbury can let, let hit that kid run so many times. And it seems like the refs kind of babied him a little bit yesterday too, because he got a couple of shots at the end of runs that extended drives and put points on the board for Arizona. So, um, I'm concerned about small guys running in the NFL a lot, getting hit. But I think the more things change, nothing changes, right? Aaron Rodgers is still better than Kirk Cousins. 
I think Jared Goff is better than Dak Prescott. Ooh. So for, for the most part, the the team with the better quarterback tends to win in the NFL. And I think that kind of played out yesterday. And, you know, Gardner, Gardner the mustache, is <laughs> apparently not a fan of uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> Players don't get the memo. Coaches don't get the memo. They're still playing for careers. You, the front office can tank all they want. We saw that with the Dolphins last year. They, the, the ownership can cuck you all they want, but... You know, the players still want to, they still want to play. They still want to make money. Yeah. Well, you know, the Dolphins tank this year. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of the Dolphins, though, if one more game like that from Fitzmagic, and you're going to see the Tua regime start pretty quick. Well, that's, yeah. You, you got to bench Fitzpatrick and then bring him back. That's, that's the rule. That's, that's the key. Yeah. That's the key but, to Fitz. Yeah. And I think Herbert in, uh, should be probably starting it in with the Chargers before too long, too. All right. I asked everybody over on the website or the app which you can download on the iOS store or Google play. What was the biggest surprise so far yesterday? I asked him what was it? Was it the Jacksonville win? Was it Tampa Bay being blown out? Was it the Cardinals win or was it Rogers having a monster day? What was the biggest surprise? 63% said the Jacksonville win. You concur, Max. I, I do concur. I think that was the biggest surprise, honestly. And the fact that uh, the, the Tampa Bay getting uh, shellacked, uh, I think garnered 0% of the votes just shows that a lot of people are iffy on this Tampa Bay team to at least start off with. That's, w- that's what we were talking about on, on the Saturday slash Sunday and NFL week one show is they, they're going to need time. Like I, I know Rich was saying, you know, Brady doesn't need a uh, preseason. And I agree in a normal Brady Patriots season he does not need preseason something different for him this is a different team different coach different playbook all these things I do think they're going to need a couple of games before they can start gelling and yeah I mean old man Gronk out there is, is uh, I mean he's he's kind of the the safety net for Brady he he wasn't catching a lot in that net yesterday Panther yeah I concur too um you know the Aaron Rodgers if they're going to keep letting him throw the ball 35 and 40 times a game, then he's going to be in my fantasy starting lineup for the rest of the way. I won't make that mistake again. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville, I, I don't, I think we all took the Colts, right? I mean, you got Phillip rivers, you got all these whiteouts, you got the, the uh, young running back, Jonathan Taylor, you got all these weapons and then they still go out there and lay an egg against perceivably the worst team in the league. So yeah, I think that had to be, the biggest upset as a correction i leaned them i did not i didn't i i thought the points was a tad bit too much for the colts there because i'm not a huge believer in the colts right now max max (laughs) sidestepped two icky games that one and he sidestepped the uh, eagles washington game Mm. yeah well i think if you go what was it Minshew was 19 for 20 that's kind of like playing a team in the nba where they hit 19 of their 23s it's (laughs) gonna be hard to win (laughs) <laughs> That's the that might be the one game that they get this year. All right, Rich. So Jacksonville was the surprise for you. I put I put Rogers has a monster day. I put that. So fuck you, Aaron. All right. I'll post the stats about how we did over on the site, but let's get to more pressing matters. We've got some Monday night football to talk about. First up, we've got Pittsburgh at New York. The Steelers opened up minus three and a half. They are minus six now. Uh Mike Tomlin has coached a lot of games for the Steelers and 18 of those were Monday night football games. Would you guys like to gather what his record is on Monday night in those 18 games? What is it? 15 and three close 16 and two, Ooh. 16 and two on Monday night football games. Uh, Giants have a, a new coach, Joe judge, his first ever football game. 
He's going to be coaching tonight. And he gets to see the return of Big Ben and a healthy James Conner on the other side of the field. Uh, Judge is going to need to hope that that defense, the upgrades that he made, uh, uh, James Bradbury, some of these other guys that the Giants added in the offseason can stop the bleeding from the poor defense we saw from them last year because that was a team that could be scored on. And then speaking of defenses, I think the Steelers have a pretty good one. And it's a defense that I think can slow down Saquon Barkley. And it's a defense that's going to give Daniel Jones some fits out there. And it's a defense that I think is going to win this game and help them cover. So I'm going to bet the Steelers here on the road as a six-point favorite (laughs) on Monday Night Football. That sounds terrible. Yeah, logic tells me to concur with you, Max. I, I, it's the Steelers have gelled. They've, everybody's healthy. Um, and then keep a, a lookout for this guy, Chase Claypool. He is a 50-50 ball jumper, just back of the end zone thing, a, a, a big target um, for Ben to throw to when they get down there in the red zone. Uh, he could. I don't expect him to be a big playmaker you know, between the 20s, but you get down the red zone, that's a big plus. But look, get, based on how yesterday went, Week one, home team, home dog. I get the home team plus points, and it's a touchdown minus the extra point. Um, I'm going to throw this loss in with the rest of my leans from yesterday, so I'm going to lean the Giants. <laughs> yeah, to to Panthers' point, yesterday the home dogs were three, one, and one. So as I said earlier, you know, more things change the more they stay the same. I'm not so convinced Big Ben is really going to make that big of a difference. He's 30, what, 38 years old, hasn't played in about a year. And in his last seven games, he was on pace to go two and seven. They probably would have lost that game against Seattle that he went out last year. And really the only teams that they've beat in that span, once was New England, which is a good win, and against Cincinnati. So they really would have been one in five uh, in his last six games. I do think the Giants, um, their defense will let up a lot of points, but I expect that they'll, they'll they'll keep this game close. They have a lot of offensive weapons too. I'm going to take the Giants plus the six points. Tomlin can win and, and extend his record to what is it going to be? Seventeen and two then, but the Giants cover. Mm, mm. I was thinking Giants too. God damn! Oh man, do I want to follow Rich? I'll bet the Giants. Yeah, home home dog plus six. Yeah, let's do it. I'll bet the Giants. God damn it. All right. The total in this one opened at 47 and a half. It's 45 now. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, Slight. Uh, listen, my, my, my over-unders were not uh, great yesterday. I, I predicted defense, um, you know, the offenses to kind of be slower. And it's been the, the opposite is, is the defenses have been slower, as, as you mentioned, especially in the late games. A lot of my over-unders were ruined in the last few minutes of the game. So uh, I'm again, I'm not betting these. So I will lean the under here. <laughs> Uh, especially because I, I don't know the the Steelers and the Giants are going to necessarily put up a bunch of points here. Um, I will lean the under, but who knows right now? I, I based off of Week One, the overs are looking pretty good right now. Can we take the under for the first half? Um, because because that seems to be the safer bet. The, the fourth quarter is just destroying these over unders. Twenty three, uh, twenty three and a half. Yeah, I, I um, you know, if this was Week Eight, I'm like way under. This is way under, but week one with these defenses and apparently not getting there enough cardio or something. I don't know. Um, I'm just going to lean the under here. I have the Steelers winning 24-20, so I'll lean the under as well. 
At 47, I was on the under. At 46, I'm on the over. So it's an overplay for me. All right, next up. This one's exciting. Tennessee at Denver. Denver opened up minus a point and a half. Tennessee is minus three now. So uh, I don't like it when both road favorites on a Monday night are the plays to do like it just it doesn't make sense one one of these road favorites is 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 bound to maybe not lose but not cover right Mm -hmm. so i kind of put my uh (laughs) put my foot on the ground for the steelers already so you can kind of predict where i'm going here with, with this titans broncos game uh denver should actually get a lot of credit for the Titans surge last year, because after Denver blanked Tennessee 16 to nothing in week six, that's when the Titans made the switch from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill. So now the Broncos have to face this monster that they created and they got to do that without Von Miller and without Chris Harris Jr. So the Denver defense uh, is is limited in, in personnel and they also got to contain some guy named Derrick Henry who absolutely thrived once Tannehill became QB for the Titans. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, Denver did add some rookie wide receivers, but I don't care, man. If you're going to add Jerry Rice and Michael Irving to that team, maybe Drew Locke could be a star. Maybe. I know that there's some hype around this kid in Denver. I'm just not feeling it. Is he an upgrade from the random aged quarterback that Elway likes to bring in every few years? Sure, maybe. But I'm still not sold on this Drew Locke kid. That said, I am worried about Tennessee on the road in Denver week one, Monday night football. So I can only lean the Titans here. This could be one of those Denver gets an early win and everyone thinks that everything's great for the Broncos. And then they shit the bed for the next eight games. There are a lot of factors here. You know, Tennessee, I don't know if you guys have ever been down to Tennessee very much, but it is hot. It is humid. It's tough to breathe sometimes on those days. And we've seen just yesterday how gassed these defenses are getting. Now you're going to go up into the mile high air where Denver's been training for months. They can breathe. They're used to it. I think it wears out that Titan defense. I think it wears on Derrick Henry. Um, I am a believer in Drew Locke. I watched this kid at Missouri. Uh, He can throw the ball a mile. They went out and got him some weapons. And, oh, by the way, now they have Melvin Gordon and um, Philip Lindsay running the ball. Lindsay's great at catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, I just feel like Denver is a little bit more diverse than than, uh, Tennessee. Tennessee's, I mean, look, it's a whole shitload of Derrick Henry and hope you don't have to throw the ball, to be honest. Um, Contain Derrick Henry, and Denver's got this one in lockdown. I'm going to bet this one. Uh, I like the Broncos a lot. I'll take Denver. Yeah, Denver, last year, they finished their season, I think, winning four of their last five, and they won um, five of the last six games at home. And the only team to upset those two from being perfect was the Kansas City Chiefs, who probably most teams would lose to. I think the real key for Tennessee, while it is Derrick Henry on the offensive side of the ball, it's how many points does their defense get up. It, it looks like if if the defense can hold people under 21, Tennessee wins. If they don't hold people under 21, Tennessee loses. I'm not so sure that Denver gets to 21 because I have this game exactly a push. So that's where I'm going. I'm betting the push. <laughs> just, just leaning. But I'm actually going to lean Denver. Yeah, you know, I had it a three as well. But um, here's the thing about Denver. I think that we're going to see Denver being probably the most bipolar team out there. I think they're going to look just god-awful 
in one week and look like world beaters. I think they're going to, you know, tilt that line between genius and madness every week. Uh, I already bet the Giants. I think Max is right. I think one of the home teams is going to cover. So I'll bet the Denver Broncos and just hope I split. All right. The total in this one opened at 42. It's 40 and a half at Pinnacle and 41 at like bet 365. Uh, shocker. Actually, a real shocker here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning over on this one. I, I, I think it's a slight over. I do think that uh, that Tennessee, you know, I, I'm not confident in them covering, but I do think, you know, one point, two point win um, if they win, you know, 20 21 to 20 uh i don't know if that's you know too shocking so it's it's right there it's right there maybe a push as a, as rich mentioned but a slight over for me that's a tough one with we have no background on this season if it was week eight it, i think it'd be a lot easier to call so i mean if you told me the final score was 17 to 14 i wouldn't be surprised if you told me it was 28 to 24 i also wouldn't be surprised i expect them to turn drew lock loose and see what the kids got um, with these new weapons. So I'm, I'm going to lean the over. I'm going to lean the under. I think both teams, they went out and signed Melvin Gordon. They have Philip Lindsay. You know Tennessee is going to try to run the ball. I think you got a young quarterback and Drew Locke and, and the quarter and the coach uh, Fangio is probably going to play tight to the vest. Both teams run the ball a lot. The clock runs out before they get to the over. So I'm going to lean the under. I'm going to lean the under too. I'll take the under in the first half with this 20. <laughs> and then – as the defenses can barely stand from Derrick Henry, I will probably <laughs> look at the over. Max, you've got like four minutes. You want to give us some hockey? I, I have a I have okay. a little bit of leeway here, okay. uh, so uh, don't don't worry. Uh, yeah, I'll go hockey real quick though. Uh, we do have one game on the board tonight. Stars of Golden Knights. Stars are up three to one in that series, and as you can imagine, they're heavily favored in Game Five. Right? No, no, they're not. They're a plus 150 underdog being up 3-1 on the Golden Knights. So not many teams can claw their way back from a 3-1 NHL playoff hole. But I think the Vegas books is banking on the betting public, not knowing or caring about that. Uh, by the number of tickets that are coming in, the public is heavily coming in on the Golden Knights here. So you got to ask why the disrespect for the Stars. This is a team that has held the Golden Knights to just three five-on-five goals in this series. That's pretty damn good for this for this defense to match up against that high-powered offense. So I know we've brought this up on the show before that big market teams team, seem to get fan-friendly public betting. So New York and Boston, you're always going to have that that casual betting bump. People, fans of the, the Red Sox and fans of the Yankees and Mets, they're going to throw $10, $15 on their home teams, right? Here's my question. I wonder if the betting public in Las Vegas, given the location – given the ease of sports betting, are just putting down some friendly bets to support their home team. Because if you're looking at the sharp money on this one, the sharps are on Dallas. But the the overwhelming amount of public tickets are on the Golden Knights. Uh, I wonder if we're going to also see that with the Raiders this season as well. So something to keep an eye out on, just something that I was, I was thinking about this morning as I was writing this game up. Uh, as for this game, again, uh, I'm going to keep backing the underdog as long as there's value. Technically speaking, there was not value in the Islanders yesterday. And like a fool, I backed them anyway, and that bit <laughs> me in the ass. But today, there is value in Dallas. Uh, I'm not going to be shocked if the Golden Knights extend this series, but the value is absolutely there to bet the Stars. I wonder how many times you actually have to see something 
before you believe it, before it's a trend, before there's any consistency to it. Because the whole thing, you know, Max was actually kind of vocal about Laner and, oh, they should go with Flurry and, and how bad the defense was for Vegas. And this is definitely not on the goaltending. They have scored four goals in six games. Or I'm sorry, six goals in four games. Got my numbers reversed. Six goals in four games. Three of those were in their win. They, if they can't get, they averaged 3.1 goals per game through the regular season. And now they're averaging 1.5. If that offense can't generate any points for those goaltenders who are doing a phenomenal job, Vegas season is over tonight. I agree with Max. It is just four games. It's just too damn consistent. The Dallas, they've got Vegas's number. They're not getting any respect. There definitely is value on the plus line. I Vegas probably can definitely can extend the series, but the value is there. The logic is there. I'm going to run with Dallas here tonight. Dallas looks like the Rodney Danger field of hockey, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Vegas can get the three goals, they win. I think this game, if they didn't get the three first problem is they've only scored three, two times, I think in their last seven games. So, you know, to Max's point, uh, 34 of 35 teams that were up three, three to one since uh, 1982 have gone on to win the series. So I don't have any doubt Dallas wins this series. Their goalie has just been out of his mind, stopping 119 of 125 shots. And people might think, well, you know, that's a little bit out of range. He's due for a bad game. Well, he was number one in the league during the year for goal save percentage at 93%. So even if he had played to his normal self, he would have only given up three more goals, which would not have been enough. The values on Dallas, they don't want to give Vegas a chance to get back into this series so they can go two for 36. I'm going to bet Dallas as well. Yeah. French kiss of death in hockey, man. Craziness. I, I got to back Dallas too. Vegas needs a 683 uh, you know, uh, win probability, and I can't get there. There's no way I can get there. So the only value play is Dallas. I will jump on that plus 151 with all you guys. All right. We've only got like two baseball games. Let's just, I got a couple more. We'll just uh, post over on the website. Because, Max, you need to get going, right? No, it's fine. We, we can you do have baseball. time. If, if you guys got a feel of baseball, I got a couple more minutes. Yep. Okay. You got any baseball, pa- Panther? Panther? No, no, I saw, I saw the, I saw the Braves were, were the, you know, slight favorite. And then, yeah, then I looked at the matchup and I believe it's Tukey Toussaint is out there. I'm like, no, I'm not touching that game. Um, so I, I actually, you know what? There's only two games. I'm sure you've done your due diligence. Richie Rich, you take the lead here. Well, I have done my due diligence and I don't know what that means. <laughs> the uh, I, I think the White Sox are the play today um, against the Twins. I know Berrios has been pretty much lights out against the White Sox, but that was a bad White Sox team. This is not a bad White Sox team. In fact, in their last 25 games, they're 20 and 25 and they've outscored their opponents 164 to 79 but it's not like they're catching a struggling Twins team. The Twins are one uh, 10 of their last 12. And they just put up 11 home runs on one of the better pitching staffs in baseball with the Cleveland Indians. But you're getting the White Sox at home. This is a game that means something to both teams. Tim Anderson is out there talking a lot of crap in the papers. I think the White Sox show up today. I'm taking the plus line on the White Sox. 
Yeah, it's funny too. Is uh, uh, Publix on Chicago? Money is overwhelmingly on the Twins mm. in that one. Uh, lines getting worse for the Twins, better for the Sox. Uh, Minnesota, man, they've won four of the last five. They got a plus ten run differential over that span. Uh, Chicago, they've beaten up some bad teams there. Um, I'm, I'm going to lean the Twins here. I think uh, I, I think the the line movement and the money is is lining up for a Twins play. It's just, I can't. It's it, it's actually. T- too chalky for me, considering I like the White Sox as a team. Uh, it's just a lean on the Twins. Can you believe with 14 games remaining, the White Sox are currently the number one seed? Yeah, just it's, like we predicted. Yeah, right. Wait, wait, so somebody did predict that. <laughs> but uh, this is, I mean, it's a decent pitching matchup, but Berrios has not been the ace. You know, with a 4.4 ERA, he's been more than hittable. The White Sox are on fire. I think these young kids don't even know they're not supposed to be this good. That makes them dangerous. So I'm going to lean the White Sox. Yeah, this is a coin flip. I mean, like I had to pull the cell to the right to see where the decimal place would finally end. This is a coin flip. Got to bet the White Sox with the plus 123. You got to do it. Oh, boy. So twins win. Twins win. That's for sure. Anything else jumping out at you? I, I want to get a confirmation on this St. Louis Cardinals line because is that right? I haven't seen one. That's that. No, that 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 can't. That be. can't be right. If it is, it's I'm just like bet it. Caesars Caesars has them at minus one twelve. Okay, see that's not right. Yeah, SBR is messing up. Yeah, yeah I, I did not see it that bit. I I actually saw St. Louis yeah, minus one twelve, one twelve, one fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. so all the books have tw- minus one twelve, okay. and then Milwaukee plus one hundred four. Okay, because if that was right, I would, I would just, you know, I would bet St. Louis just because. But well, it's weird. Like they have good. Is, it's not two games today, is it? It's a doubleheader today. Yeah, they no, are. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So then I, I might not have a line for that one. I'm Actually, game two, game, game yeah, two, game. game two. St. Louis plus one ninety five. Yeah. Milwaukee minus two fifteen. Yeah. See, really, I'm I'm seeing uh, that one at minus one forty five. St. Louis plus one thirty three. Milwaukee. I'm at Ben's DraftKings. I got Caesars has a minus two twenty. That's a lot of love for Corbin Burns. This this is insane. Yeah, okay, he's he's, Burns is pitching well, and Ponce de Leon's not. Um, That much not. (laughs) No, well, not that Mm. much. Okay, Corbin Burns can go all seven though. You remember those reduced games? Mm, That's true. Fair point. Fair point. That could be a complete game. Rich, you want to take a piece of the the cards plus one ninety five. Uh, not in that game. No, I have him actually losing that game pretty handily. Okay. Well, in like a lion, out like a lamb, Max, that is it. That is it. Download the DGENs app for Android, iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Podcast Attic, TuneIn, Pottsdale, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. It is Monday. Final words, Rich. It is Monday. Um, thank God it's Monday, right? The end of week one, we're starting to get a sense of what the NFL looks like. And we're starting to see a lot more activity over on the website. You know, obviously you are telling your friends, so we thank you for that. Make sure you continue to tell your friends on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Grab the megaphone, get on the corner and let people know it's Monday night. And it uh, looks like the home dogs are doing pretty well in the NFL this year. Speaking of home dogs, Panther, take us home. I'm a home cat. I'm a panther, dog. Um, Yeah, you know what? We're having a lot of fun on the website and the app, and we're very interactive. We want you guys to come on there and shoot the shit with us and talk with us. We've got the polls going, right? Uh, I put up um, my... 
uh, daily fantasy play for Sunday football. Um, I, we got Max and I will talk fantasy. I had, you know, I took the wrong, my own wrong advice <laughs> on my quarterback play. Well, Max did too. He did. He bench Rogers as well. But jump on there and shoot the shit with us. Have fun. Um, but most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. And when it's all said and done, kids, make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.